Hello, welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm Casey Rossi, your transformative business coach. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. All right, wonderful. I am here today with Anaya Glock, who is just such a wonderful healer. I am so thrilled to be able to connect with her. I met her years and years ago, actually, at an acupressure fundamentals course. And our paths have crossed since then and various holistic things. And one thing right off the bat when I met Anaya, it was like she had some secrets of life. She has a huge (laughs) magnetism. Everyone can feel it when she walks into the room. It's just like you need to know her. I know when I first saw this gorgeous tattoo on her back, I was like, hmm, that's one cool chick. I'm going to need to know her. So um, Anaya, welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know that you have your hands in a lot of creative projects, so I really appreciate you. Um, And I would love it if you could share a little bit of your story. Who are you and who do you help? Well, let's see, who am I? Um, I am a licensed massage therapist, and I am an energy practitioner, so I have trained every year. I take a new training uh, in energy, so I'm a Reiki master. I am a meridian massage therapist, healing touch practitioner, craniosacral therapist, certified reflexologist. Um, and I trained at Memorial Sloan Kettering, uh, in cancer massage. Wow. Lots and lots of training. That's amazing. And so you have a variety, obviously, of skills and tools that you help people. What type of person comes to your door? You know, it's really interesting. Uh, oftentimes I get people who have tried everything else and they're, kind of at their wits end. They're like, okay, well, this might seem a little voodoo, fooey kind of, you know, but I have to try something. Mm. Um, And I provide a very calm and relaxing environment. Um, And I incorporate spirit. So there's um, breath work and oils and plants and nature and sound and, um, and I, I listen. Mm. So it's so interesting because I find in our very busy world that even if you're in relationship with somebody or you're out in the world and you have a big job or you're taking care of kids, whatever you're doing, oftentimes people don't have just space to free flow conversation and to be really heard. And so I think that that is so healing. I think that everything that you listed is tremendously impactful as well. But I think that there is something so um, untapped with compassionate listening. And I think truly so many times when people come into your space, it's not necessarily the thing that they're getting. It's like your connection. It's your love. It's your energy. And I think 
you're right. In our busy world, um, so many people are half there, you know, or their faces in their phone, or they're thinking about the next 10 things they need to do, or the kids they have to pick up, or what they're going to make for dinner. And when you sit there and truly connect and you're in the moment, I think that heals the heart and spirit almost more than any modality. I think it's so powerful. So what a gift that you're able to provide people. I'm wondering, because it is more on the rare side, um, how are people when they first get into that feeling? Like I know sometimes in true compassionate listening, it brings up a lot of emotions for people. It brings up deep-seated layers. Just the fact that you're listening and they feel heard and they feel cared for can open up a lot of deep wounds. Do you find that? Yes, absolutely. Um, And people are very surprised because the work I do is very gentle physically. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just, they're surprised at what they've pushed down, you know, so many times something happens or something is said or we see something or hear something and instead of being present with it we push it down you know and it gets pushed down and down and down really far and then when something is sparked it's like oh my god I thought I dealt with that (laughs) it it was just shoved way down it's amazing what our cells hold on to you know it's in our little compact body, right? There's so many layers and those layers hold on to impressions. Um, It's just, it's so interesting. I would love it if you could back up just a minute. So if Mm -hmm. listeners that aren't necessarily familiar with all of those kind of modalities that you talked about, is there kind of a common thread that's a really simplified broken down kind of answer that, that someone, if they said, well, I don't understand what energy work is. I go to my regular GP. I'm not quite sure. I've heard about meditation or I've heard about obviously massage, but is there kind of a common thread or a a basic definition if someone was brand new to this type of modality? Um, Oftentimes I talk about five elemental theory because we are nature And so when I introduce people to the elements and how they all work together and how you have access to that, and I talk about our body being water and our, our heart being fire. And I talk about, you know, springtime and what happens in the spring and how do you feel in the spring and, you know, all the associations. Um, I talk about the earth. I talk about, you know, I make it as, as simple, but also as um, understandable as possible. And I really use metaphor and, and I take people outside. What's happening outside? Look at this. And how do we make that better? What balances it? Mm-hmm. And, and people That's get amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I, um, I often, and even in this timing, you know, I really feel like when we are in nature, everything shifts, like our perception shifts, our nervous system shifts. In fact, I've turned on the air conditioning a couple times because it's been so hot and I, I don't like how I feel. I feel so disconnected to 
the reality of what's going on. I feel very isolated and insulated and that doesn't feel good. You know, it's like I'd almost rather be dripping with sweat in 95 degrees, even though during that time it's a little uncomfortable, you know, but it it is really interesting. I mean, so you allow people to tap into nature, maybe that they've never even had that consciousness before. Yeah. Pretty amazing. How did you come to this work? I know that that you have some pretty cool <laughs> stories. I mean, I think of you as a phoenix rising because you've had a lot of trauma and disease and and almost some death experience going on. Yes. Would you be okay sharing some of that because it's always so interesting to hear sure. where you were and where you are. That would be so awesome. So I began my adventure into the energy world in uh, 1996. So I had um, an ACL repair, anterior cruciate ligament knee surgery, and it wasn't healing. I had extreme pain um, and Western medicine, allopathic medicine, their, uh, their answer to it was to do a nerve block. So to cut the nerves running down to my leg and my knee, which meant that I wouldn't have pain, but I also wouldn't have any sensation. Um, My proprioception, where I am in space, would be a little off. Um, Yeah, and it was scary, but that was their answer. Um, So interestingly, I had been doing some uh, personal counseling work, And in my counselor's office, there was a brochure for uh, healing touch. And as I was doing my morning prayers, um, I said, please help me. Like, evidently, I'm not going to do this myself. I really don't want to do a nerve block. Please help me. Mm -hmm. And I had a really quick picture of that brochure in my mind. And uh, interestingly, I had picked it up and put it in my top dresser drawer like six months before. And I left it there. And so I went and I read it and I made my appointment. And when I went to my first appointment, I was on crutches. Um, I was using magnets on my knee because magnets were a big thing back then for healing. Um, And I could really barely walk. And after my first session, so when I went in, Santa uh, Maria, who I went to, um, who is also a, a nurse, um, she asked me to take the magnets off my knee because we were going to be working with the energy. Oh, wow. Magnet energetic, which was totally new to me. I was like, what? I, I was completely new to all of this. So I did. I removed the magnets. Um, We did a chakra clearing. Um, She worked healing touches based with the chakras and the layers coming off the body. Um, So I felt interesting after the first session. I I was like, wow, this didn't hurt. This, I feel relaxed. This can't be working. You know, because we're trained. We're so trained that it has to hurt in order for it to work or change. And it really doesn't. Mm. Um, so I continued seeing her. I saw her pretty regularly for about three months. Um, and then all of a sudden I just noticed that my pain was gone. It wasn't like, it was like, 
just sort of slipped away. Wow. And I was sitting at the breakfast table and I was like, oh my God, my knee doesn't hurt. It was so strange and wonderful. Hmm. Um, and, and I also noticed that like little things that had been like irritating me or bothering me or uh, whatever, they didn't bother me anymore. And I felt really peaceful. Wow. Um, That's yeah. Incredible. So I went in. Yeah, it was so amazing. It's and incredible. So, and the other thing that I'm thinking about when you talked about how the pain kind of subtly went away, it's so interesting to me. Like I always, you know, when I was doing aromatherapy consultations, I would always make sure in the beginning that it was so detailed and documented of every single thing that was going on mentally, physically, like emotionally, like what are yes. struggles? Because when you progress through, especially when you have multiple things that you're working you forget how miserable you were in the beginning. You forget. And yes. so like when it fades away, it's, that's exactly what happens. One day at the breakfast table, you go, oh, that agonizing pain is no longer there. And you don't really have a set point of when it disappeared, but it's just a natural progression. And so I think it's just, it's so wild. And I think the other thing that's really interesting, many people that suffer with chronic pain, it almost becomes a friend even though that's very counterintuitive, but they're used to waking up with it. They're used to always having that with them. It's an extra layer that they just deal with. I am always shocked. I'm a big people watcher and I'm always shocked, like in the grocery store, how many people are actually limping? How many people have this very distorted posture, which you know has pain behind it? And yeah. it just, it's, it's almost just like, this is who I am. Like, it, pain is a natural point of aging and all of the different things that were conditioned to believe. So one of the things that I had read that you had talked about is part of your work is shifting patterns of pain yes. into patterns of peace. Yes. And that quote really resonated with me because number one, it's so needed, but number two, it's so gentle. And I would love it if you could talk about maybe a story of somebody that came to you in pain that you kind of showed through your work um, how they can shift their patterns and become more peaceful and holistic and kind of tap into their natural and innate wisdom of well-being. Yes. So um, I have one specific story. I have a lot of stories, but I'll focus on this one just because uh, she has given me permission to talk about it. Awesome. Um, and that's a really big deal also with any kind of healing work is it's very confidential. It's very personal and you don't share it unless you have been specifically given permission to do so. So um, this client came to me. She is uh, a two-time breast cancer survivor. She had gone to her practitioner and had a, a questionable uh, exam. And she had done chemotherapy twice, radiation, um, and she just didn't want to do that again. So she had been on her own. She had started to work towards changing her eating habits um, and looking at more of a holistic way of dealing with this cancer, this new cancer that they thought might be happening. Um, but she, she wasn't really aware of the connection between her work habits and her emotions mm -hmm. and 
uh, and she didn't have a daily breathing practice or a daily meditation practice. She didn't spend a lot of time out in nature. She was um, very much like she was a single mom. I have to support everybody. I have to get this done. Like there were certain things that she really felt she had to do. And as we worked through things, um, she recognized that she could slow down Mm. and uh, it would actually expand time and it shifted her entire nervous system. So a person who was so high strung and really an intense, beautiful, amazing person, um, she got her power back. She recognized that even just through breathing, she could shift patterns of pain. Um, and I taught her acupressure points that were also very helpful. Mm. Um, and she recently, it was really interesting, she recently posted on her Facebook page uh, thanking me you know, for, it's mm. been a two-year process, but thanking me and um, saying, you know, what I taught her saved her life. And I, that's very true. That's so amazing. I mean, I'm sure the work in itself in those two years is very fulfilling, but it's also really nice to have, I mean, such a huge testimonial come back. Um, and there's nothing greater, I would think, as being a caregiver and a healer. Uh, and I know that you're very much a part of like them doing the work. Yes. The tools. And that's so huge because that's a big difference from what many people are used to, where it's like, I'm going to go and get fixed. I'm going to go and get sewn up, or I'm going to go and get a pill and become all better. And I think that the power in holistic tools is that you're empowering the person, one, to not feel like they're broken, and two, that they have all of these resources, and resources that aren't going to cost an arm and a leg. Like I tend to have an older circle of friends. And when I see their regimen of thousands of dollars of medications in some instances, it blows my mind because breath work is free. You know, once you know these tools, nature is a gift, you know, that doesn't cost anything. And like we freely can take in fresh oxygen and, and just be in the presence of healing green And once you have the skills of realizing what they can do to our whole entire system, that never goes away. Like that to me is so exciting. You're teaching them tools that they will always have access to. They don't have to go to some special retreat center or some famous, you know, clinic that's going to quote unquote heal them. That part to me just juices me up. I I love that. I love that. The other thing that you said that I just, um, I'm going to really meditate on because it just seemed really cool is when you slow down, you kind of expand time. And I never really heard it like that. I used to be a massive multitasker. I used to almost be proud of <laughs> I had open. Like, look at me go. Like, yeah. I'm kind of this DJ rock star. Like, I can be talking to you and doing this. And I mean, even when I would take a bath, I would be like, listening to a podcast, flipping through a magazine while I was taking the bath and maybe even having dinner, like all at the same time. And then like, I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes I still fall back into that, honestly. But when you really think about slowing down time, you know, slowing down, expanding time, 
that's, I think that's a little secret. Like that's a secret that if you tap into and you don't just listen to it going like, that's cool. You know, like so many times we can hear inspiring quotes and we're like, oh, that's cool. And it's just like this little serotonin hit. And then we go along our merry way. But I think that like the work that you teach is so deep. And in order to fully assimilate it, you almost need that quiet and you need that time and you need that assimilation to truly let it seep into our pores and change us. Do you find that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so to tag onto that, uh, two years ago, I completed my certification in uh, to be a certified herbalist. Mm -hmm. And um, that brought a whole bunch of information about the plants around us and how they really work to help heal us. And, so now not only do I have this uh, understanding of the five elements, but I, I'm having conversation with the, the weeds in my yard and the trees, and it's phenomenal. And so I've been able to incorporate that also and you know, teach people simple, easy things that they can go pick in their garden or, you know, needles from the white pine tree that you can pick and put into a mason jar and cover with boiling water and a few hours later drink it and it's really high in vitamin C and it helps get rid of sore throats and I mean it's that's amazing cool like I I love that like I could be immersed in that for a very long time and never ever get bored and it's so interesting like the knowledge that you're bringing to people it is that back to basics and that part feels so awesome because I think that through time we've become afraid of nature like I remember going to a mushroom um, discussion and I was so excited to learn how to forage and Uh so much of the discussion was based on fear this could kill you in 30 seconds. This one will close your airways that you won't even have enough time to go to the hospital. And I was like, wait a second here. Like I came to this thinking I was going to be really enlightened on, of course, safety, but also just the freedom and the flow and how blessed we are with what's in our own backyard. And I know that that's your philosophy. So I love that. And I love the fact that um, you're removing some of that fear. And of course, through education, which you're very dedicated to the work. So that's so important. I don't mean to downplay that at all. We of course need to know if that's a poison berry, but just the other day I was walking, I saw these beautiful fat berries. They were kind of like a blackberry. And I went to pick one of my friends like, Oh my God, don't do that. You don't know what that is. And I was just like, I feel that it's good. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, and of course I don't have the level of education that you do to kind of know the difference, but, um, there's something to be said about unveiling um, the connection of us and nature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Wow. So um, I'm very curious too about um, how people can get a hold of you because I know that you're, you're always doing something very creative. I've had the pleasure of tasting your herbal uh, honeys. I've had two different ones, the Lady Libido and the Elderberry. And mm-hmm. also I gifted one of your remedies to support Lyme disease. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you that my friend said she definitely noticed a difference. That blend was with medicinal mushrooms, correct? It did have reishi mushroom and turkey tail mushroom, uh, and it also had Japanese knotweed root. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. And some whole plant stevia. And so those are, yeah, that's all where I live. Wow. And I think there's power in that. There's power in backyard harvesting for sure. So what's on your docket? One, how can people learn more? How can they learn from you? How can they get their hands on these goodies that are made with such a heart-centered intention, which I think laces the healing. Um, it optimizes kind of the healing potential. Share a little bit about that. Um, well, uh, my website is sacredwatersmassage.com. And you can always send me an email with uh, questions or these are the things that might be happening. And I'm always happy to talk to someone on the phone just to see where they are. Can I meet them where they are? Do I feel like um, what I have to offer is a good match? Or can I refer them to someone? Because I I have a very wide range of um, other healers. So uh, really understanding that some people are supposed to be with me because it will, we have a good, uh, a good match energetically and some people might need uh, a little more of something or a little less of something. And um, I really believe in abundance that, you know, I, I never think that, oh, someone's calling me. So this is my income. I, I don't work like that. Um, that shows a lot of wisdom. I think that so many times, um, especially when caregivers have this good heart and it's just like, okay, they're coming to me. Even sometimes someone coming to you feel like, well, it's destiny. They came to me, but the destiny could be that they came to you to network to somebody else. So I think that there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of just, I don't know. There's a lot of beauty in that knowing what your scope of practice is and then yes. also knowing energetically what that person may need, because depending on their personality, they may need to connect with someone that may have different strengths or a different way of approaching. We can hear the same information a hundred times, yes. but when it comes specifically from the right, t- you know, right person, right time, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there was a place for that to land. So yes. I think that's really beautiful. And also because, you know, a lot of the work that you're into, you know, you see a lot of people in pain every day. Um, yes. A lot of people struggling, like you said, people that have come, you know, almost like as a last ditch effort, or they've tried so many things, or they have been through so many processes with, which really kind of breaks them down in a way. So I'm wondering what you do to fill yourself back up. You know, like how do you stay really connected to the work in a passionate way and also kind of to help burnout? Like what lights you up? That's a lot of different questions all in one, but it all really brings it back to like you being the filled healer. So when people come to you, like you're balanced and you're ready to serve, like what's your process? Uh, Well, I walk my dogs every day. So I, I make sure to spend the beginning of my day moving gently, but also in nature. Um, I live in nature. So slowly walking them and noticing what's growing and deeply breathing and really just being present. Um, that's, that's huge for me is being present, being aware of what's around me, being aware of how I feel, um, and really just life lights me up. I, I, it's such a gift, and um, 
in the beginning, you mentioned about uh, near-death experiences, and I've had two of them. And so just the fact that I'm here, that I can breathe, that I, um, I have a spirit, I have this amazing spirit that can inform and direct and guide me, and I'm so in awe of other, other people and how amazing they are when they tap into that. Um, and also my four-leggeds. So we have two amazing dogs and we, we have nine rescue cats. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. A few, a few foster cats right now. I work with uh, Brown Coat Cat Rescue. They're a feral cat rescue organization. So... Over the last few years, I've um, really been like listening to what makes me feel really happy. Mm. And so it's not just healing with my hands, but it's, it's connecting with all of nature, uh, the four-leggeds, the plants, the trees, my friends. Um, I'm very, very, uh, I want to say religious, but I don't really like that word, <laughs> but I, I, I keep date night sacred so that I make sure that my husband and I stay connected. Uh, I think it's very easy to get too busy and disconnected, and then it's kind of hard to find your way back together. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's not just with, you know, my husband, but with my children and with my friends and with my community and with my parents and you know, it's, I keep that as a very sacred part of my life. And that is huge. That is so important. I think you have a multitude of gifts. We could probably talk for hours. Maybe I'll even have you back on a very specific topic because I know that you have so much life experience and what that has brought you is to this amazing foundation and balance of present moment connectedness, nature, mindfulness, and really respect. Because what I hear over and over when we're talking is your respect for people, your respect for breath, for, for all the gifts that when you walk outside, you can transform your state just by connecting to outside and into others. And I think that that's so cool. There's so much richness in there. Um, I think really we could have a topic on relationships and we could have a topic on um, self-care. I mean, I really think that we, this could just be a whole series of you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Could you leave us with a few more bright light, um, kind of parting words so our listeners can just maybe have um, another little piece of something from you as we, as we part. Um, so one of the things that I always say is create your mantra. So a mantra is a sentence or a word or a sound that reminds you to let go of what you're ruminating on and to be present in right here in this moment. And um, so every morning uh, I have my mantra that I say, and I just breathe deeply into my heart and I remind myself that I am 
always guided in the best direction. Clarity and harmony are within me and around me. All is well. And I just breathe and I feel better. And you can have your own mantra of peace or joy or, you know, all is well or I am love or whatever makes you stop, breathe, check in with your body and be present. And it's powerful. I felt that. I felt that. It's amazing just in 30 seconds how you can shift you know, how like immediately I could just feel sinking into my chair and this kind of nice gentle wave over my heart. It's amazing how powerful and how quickly we can shift. Thank you so, so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. If you want to connect and I highly suggest that you do. It is sacredwatersmassage.com, and I will link to more information on how you can stay connected to Anaya. You are a true grift, my friend. Thank you Thank so you. much. All right. You take also. care. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.